There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You try to please people instead of ourselves and you find it easier to feel and express anger about injustice done to others than injustice done to us. Like you could be literally spitting on my mom and I would punch you, but you can spit on me. I'll allow it. Oh my God. Old Nancy, she's, she's not boundaries. She'll let that happen. We'll let that pass. Welcome back, Raggedy Rats. This is another episode of Ancy Rancy. We have entered 2023 and we have the most viewership in Maldives. What are you guys doing there? Actually, fun fact, I wanted to go to Maldives with Laylee and she's like, oh yeah, it's just like really boring and you're going to hate it. There's just no malls. Like there's just no roads. You're just going to be like stuck in like a very boring villa, like a luxury villa. I wouldn't mind that, you know, but I'm just saying it's like I guess, I guess that's why people like, listen to me, okay? You're like locked up in, in like a prison cell. That's when you're like, hmm, let me just see what Auntie's doing and then just like tune into my podcast. But anyway, this is like honestly a yearly podcast at this point. It's a little embarrassing um, where I've been, what's going on. As you guys can see at the back, I have like some wooden panel, whatever it's like broken into. And like, that's just like what most of my, oh, my focus has been on. Uh, my new apartment, I just moved in and there's just like some issues with the apartment and there was a storm in LA, which pretty much destroyed my whole house. Uh, there were no like electricity running in my house. The elevator was like done. The parking, every, everybody was losing their minds and so was I. So just like, I have just been like living with my friends, hotels, Airbnbs, and just not living in my own place for a long time. So I finally am back in my own housey. It's been a while and it's like a crazy issue. I think I'll talk about it some other time because I'm just still like you know going through it and I think I need to like hire a lawyer or something of some sort to get this sorted out because um, I'm not really planning to pay rent at a place that I just never stayed because the the freaking electricity would just not be working so like what do you want me to do you know what I'm saying I'm just okay going off topic anyway so we're back okay this is more of a yearly podcast where I just released one episode every year but trying my best to make this weekly. I did injure both of my hands. My left is okay, but she's getting to the right and I have a brace on my right hand. All of you, all of you just pay attention. You're going to get to where I'm at right now, okay? Um, I had bad posture. I My screen time was like 18 hours. I've been working on my laptop, my phone, editing, this and that. Uh, I had a thing called tech neck. If you don't know what that is, when you look down at your phone, your neck, you're like looking down, right? With your neck. And the more you look down, the more like your skull, your neck is going to carry the weight. So if I'm looking like 90 degrees, that's fine. But if I look at 60, 50, 40, and as I keep looking down, my skull is like carrying like 80%, 30% of like weight, which is a lot. Your neck can't handle it. That's why it's called tech neck. Tech neck as in you're using technology and your neck is not supposed to be like looking down that way. And this is my work. 
I've been doing it for so long that I've just been doing this since like, what, five, six years now. So yeah, all of you will go through what I'm going through. Like when you're like 55, I would say, I am your your future, okay? The future, whatever. And it's all looking good, okay? I've been telling everybody like, damn, I should have gotten the chiropractor business or like the physical therapist business because like, damn, are they going to be billionaires from now? Um, I've been, I've spent so much money on physical therapy and whatnot, trying to fix my back, my neck, my hand, like, I've overworked myself to a point that I've hired a podcast editor and um, he's going to be editing a bunch of other like Instagram and TikTok videos too. So you guys will see a lot of content from me, but they would not be managed by myself. And this is the worst part. I tried to hire a personal assistant because I, again, I cannot use both my hands and I emailed a management and I asked them, can I get a personal Asian instead of assistant? Like my fingers somehow autocorrected it or whatever I just did with I can't type with this brace and it was just so funny and I didn't even pay attention and they were like you want an Asian assistant and I'm like wait what no I don't wait why why would I want an Asian assistant I don't get it is this a joke like what what why and then I was like oh it was my fault I was like I'm so sorry this is the main reason I want an assistant because my hands don't work so just know that's like the behind the scenes of like what's going on with my life we're gonna come back to where my last podcast is, okay? So like, go le- watch the last episode. Just go do a little quickie listeny listen and come back to this one. That one I posted four months ago and my life, I was in a very, very different state. I look different. I look unhealthy. I look a little chubby. I'm not in the best like mental health you can think of. Like in that video, I was just like really miserable. I was coming out of my hormonal medicine. I was losing the weight. It was one of those times when I'm just like, I'm like, I think I'm tearing up in that video over something and it hit me. I have to make this video and this is the first video I want to make out. Like when I come back, it has to be this episode. I need to talk to a lot of you. A lot of you are my, like, you know, my age range. You're either my ethnicity or of my religion. It could be something. You relate to me in some way, okay? You could have friendship issues like me, relationship issues like you. Maybe you're asexual like me. I don't know. But I feel like you relate to me in some way, shape or form. And I fucking got it. Somebody commented in one of my recent YouTube videos like, I see a lot of comments, by the way, a lot of like, oh, I think Nancy's like medicated. Like you can tell there's like a little different, like a, she's she's a little different. There's a difference in her demeanor. Like she's acting very like stable. She's very adulty. She's not like a big fat child toddler, which a lot of ADHD adults are. And I'm getting like very good comments. And it's so crazy that people can see, like you're not even next to me, but you can just watch my vlogs and you can tell certain clips where I'm actually medicated versus there are some clips I'm just not on ADHD meds. So maybe it's the meds. Maybe it's just that I turned 25 and someone else commented that I think ANSI's like prefrontal cortex just developed. And I'm like, could be that. Could be a bunch of things, you know. I'm maturing. I'm older. I feel, I feel very like, I feel like a wise soul in a weird way. I feel like I've done a lot of fucking things that people do when they're like 30, 31. Like you leave your family, you get married, you buy a car, you buy a house and like you like rent shit at 35. I have friends who are like 29 and they haven't even done half of what I've done. I had to learn a lot of like life lessons and I had to, you know, let go of a lot of friendships, a lot of relationships, a lot of boundaries I had to create in the past four months of like you know, just being met, like the med- the medicine really fucking helped me. I'm not going to lie. And that made me happy too. A lot of people have gotten into ADHD meds because of me. And I, I, the more I talk about, the more people are like, wait, I have ADHD too. I need to go check it out. And a lot of you have like texted me a lot of things about how it's changed your life. I remember taking the first, like the when I took the meds, the first time I just cried, my body just like cried. Girl, I don't cry that easily. But like, 
I fully like sobbed because like I did not know what that felt like, that the burnout was completely gone. But with the ADHD meds, I kind of fixed my other like personality issues, my other mental illnesses, I could say. I don't know. But, you know, I'm going to save you a lot of like money on therapy. And I, th- I think I should just like talk to you and share what I've learned in therapy. And that's going to save a lot of people's money and time. I think that's like nice. But I did therapy a few months ago. I think a few years ago, for, it started first in Dubai when I first did therapy. And I remember he gave me this diagnosis. It was a lot of like anxiety, depression, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't relate to half of it. I don't get it. But the therapist that I met with in America in LA, which was like very freaking expensive, mind you, it's super, super expensive to like get therapy here. But I noticed her diagnosis was on point. I liked the meds that she was like choosing me to, she, she chose like certain medicine that like, that would not get you addicted, if that makes sense. And it's like to actually help you. It was a, a lot of things, honestly. I, I liked it. I liked the therapist here and I started paying for it weekly and I would pay a lot of money. I don't care. I'm healing. I'm getting. I'm becoming a better person. And I'm so glad, like, at this point, I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad I needed this healing so bad. Also, a little astrology talk. Uh, the cult talk will begin now. Y'all can click off for the brief next three minutes. Apparently, freaking what Pluto was in Aquarius or whatever the fuck for the past three years to teach me like a lesson or something. It was stuck in Saturn, planet of restrictions and whatnot. And it just like moved away. It moved like in March 7th, like March 7th. And that was the day I just screamed out loud from my bed. Like, oh my God, this was the lesson. I know what the lesson is. Ah, I got to fucking talk about this in my podcast. So there's two fucking lessons. We come back to it again and again. Ladies, listen to me. I will save you so much money and time Save all your relationships. Do I have it on my phone? I think I have written the little bullet points. I will save you so much time and money if you just listen to me, right? All of you. And I know not if you're going to listen to me. So that's like the worst part. No one's going to listen. Because I, I couldn't even listen to myself. It's three fucking things, okay? Okay, listen up, sluts. Okay, we have one, two, three, four, five things I've learned in the past five months, okay? Most women... We're freaking codependent. I, I will get to that. I'll get to that in a second. You don't know these like crazy terms. I don't know either until my therapist was like, oh, sounds like you a little bit. Codependency. I will come to that in a second. A lot of us, a lot of freaking us, we're codependent on something. It could be a sister, a mother, a pet, a boyfriend, a friend. It could be anything, but we are, as women, we are, we are horribly codependent on a lot of things and we need to fix that, number one. Number two, I also give you like the solutions to fix it. It's very fixable. So don't be upset if you you fall under this category because it's like, I fall into a lot. Girly, I'm ADHD. I'm autistic. I'm agnostic. I'm BPD. I'm everything, right? But you as a human, you are, I feel like you are literally like a Pokemon card collector. I feel like you will collect cards as you go in this journey that we call life. I feel like as you're living and as you're evolving to be this person, Every freaking year, you'll be collecting new cards. You'll one day find out you need anger management classes. And one day you'll find out, oh my God, maybe I'm an avoidant attachment style. You will learn as you go and that's okay. And there's no freaking destination that like you win. Like it really isn't. Because I thought coming to the States was my winning like destination. I was like, oh, it's not. Then I thought, I remember like getting a half a million subs was, I thought that was my destination. It was not. Getting a hundred thousand subs was my like final destination. It's not. Your life just keeps going. It's on a movie. It doesn't end, right? So it's like, I'm like, oh, okay, so like I could find a boyfriend right now, get, get married, 
a lot of women think that's the final destination. It's like taught to, especially if you're Indian, like South Asian girls were taught that like a man is your final like goal. That's when you win. You, you've defeated everybody. Like you have to be the one to like get pregnant first in your friend circle. That's like a winning thing. Oh, after marriage, they want you to have kids. And then after kids, it's like, oh, you need to have another kid for your actual first kid, right? So it's like a constant battle. And just, just, just realize that like, this doesn't end you guys. You just fucking keep going. So it's like really upsetting and I've put I've been put under a lot of like pressure from just like performing well and I have to keep performing. And I'm sure a lot of you girls are too. And I want to talk about this, okay? Before we get into the crazy stuff in my next episodes, there are five things you need to understand. You need to fix your codependency. And secondly, it's your freaking boundaries. That has to be the first one, actually. It really is your freaking boundaries is why you're miserable and why I was miserable. And it was the main core issue in my entire life with everybody, with everything. And lastly, I would say, not lastly, third, anxious attachment style. We'll get to that too. And then self-love and then vitamins. <laughs> Girl, okay. I did like a whole blood test thing in Dubai. When I, when I went to Dubai in January with BioLite, I paid like three grand. It's vlogged. It will be up soon, I promise you. But I'll give you the results now. I'm lacking. I'm deficient of a lot of vitamins. And I'm sure a lot of girls are. We faint. We get a little faintish when we get up sometimes. Lack of food, maybe. Sleep deprived. It could be a bunch of things, okay? I'm not going to blame you, okay? Exam stress, whatever. But like, I'm lacking vitamin B12. I don't know. She gave me like a broccoli extract that I have to take a bunch of like things for my brain to, my, for my brain to function normally. So it looked like, damn, my brain wasn't functioning normally. So I take a bunch of vitamins now, but just check your blood. Like a lot of people I know lack vitamin D. Vitamin D is super freaking important for you. It's the sun, you guys. And it's like, you need that as a human being to be happy. You need vitamin D. Opening up the sun doesn't help. And like, Tanning doesn't help either that much. You take vitamin D. If you're listening to, to this, there's 80% a chance you're depressed and miserable and you have no energy, you're burnt out. You need vitamin D. It's not a cool, quirky thing. As a human, can I say, I'm not going to bore you with go, go, go eat your food and go eat your vegetables. Uh-uh, that, you know all that. As a human, you need vitamin D. I'll have everything on Amazon listed because that's what my doctor in Dubai gave me and I purchased everything in America and I have, I take them. I take my vitamin D weekly. You need vitamin D to be happy. And that's something also my therapist told me. She's like, you know, you know, no, no amount of therapy and no amount of like, um, I don't know, you could buy me a Chanel bag and like buy me a fucking billion dollar house and I wouldn't be happy probably because I need vitamin D. I'm lacking of that vitamin. So keep that in mind that like, there are certain vitamins your body freaking needs and no one talks about this. Like, why did no one tell me this? Why didn't I learn this in school? Like, it's very important to have your, take your vitamins because you don't get a lot of them from your food. That too, like American food, good night. I'm getting, I'll tell you the, the vitamins that I'm getting here. I'm getting um, fe feces maybe, is that a vitamin? Could be. Some middle salts, some amethyst from the food that I eat in America, but I'm not getting my B12 and my B6 and my BA, B, nope, nope, not getting it here. So just letting you know, go fucking get your vitamins, okay? That's like the easy one out. Secondly, I want to talk about anxious attachment style. A lot of us are very much anxiety ridden. We always expect the worst. We have the worst paranoia for everything. Like I would say it's called the immigrant mindset in my opinion. I call it that way because it's like, I'm always in this like terrible fear of running out of money. I feel like I'm going to be in the streets. I will literally make like five figures like this week and I will still think, oh my God, I'm going to go broke. I'm going to be in the streets. It's like, it's like one little inconvenience that can happen in my life. Like for example, this panel behind me, the whole thing is like broken off. 
I thought I was going to be in the streets. Like, I'm not uploading videos. I'm not editing. I'm not doing anything. My hand's broken, right? You see my hand? Don't, like, literally, this is literally how I make my income. What do I do without my hand? I hired, a, I hired an editor. I hired a personal assistant. But, like, how long is that going to work out? Do you know what I'm saying? It's, like, the fear. Fear-mongering. Paranoia. Anxious. You're just, like, oh, my God, this is going to be the worst thing. I'm going to be in the streets. Having this kind of terrible, like, anxiety killed me. And me, my mom, my dad, my relationships with people, my friendships. I've had the worst, like, anxiety, like, weird thoughts. Like, the, the, I think it's, like, OCD thoughts. Like, the stupidest thoughts. Like, I'll, like, board a flight and be like, what are the flight falls? Like, that's not normal. Like, I would go out of the day and I'm like, what is the last day that I'm going out? I would, like, make coffee and I'm like, this is the last coffee I'm making today. Like, such stupid, like, irrational, paranoid, paranoia thoughts. And I know where it stems from. My mom, who works as a nurse, she's been working and she still is a nurse in Dubai for like 25 years now. And she would come home and tell me and my brother the craziest bedtime stories about somebody getting stabbed, dying, getting pregnant at 13, and then like the mom's killing her and like a bunch of stupid, crazy stories that she's, you know, witnessed in her ward. And like she would come and tell us and like, we want to know more. I'm sure like throughout like my, it's not my mom's fault, poor thing. She didn't like really know, but she had to like vent to somebody. And like, we would be more curious to know like the crazy like stories in the hospitals and stuff. And so like, I feel like those stories like built up eventually and like they kind of did create paranoia in my head. Like I think of the worst scenario happening everywhere I go. That's why I could go to Hawaii and have like my crazy like love life develop or like have the craziest like, I don't know, like a journey vlog because a lot of my friends were shocked with my decision. Like I'm not somebody who just like goes on a date with somebody I met on Hinge and just like, vlogs it and just say yes to everything and he he gave me the worst scenarios like we were on a hana road if you know you know that's it if you know what hana road is that's it you don't go i have the footage in the vlog so if you can go check it you can go check it out for yourself super narrow roads as we're driving those narrow roads i could see there were like headstones there were like flower bouquets of people who have died on the way crashes have have happened you can see like there was a point you're driving and they're they're just like, you cannot see if somebody's coming from the left side. You really can't see. And on the right side, it's it's a cliff. You're driving on the cliff. The right side, just like, just like a little, like I love America. You, it's like a little fence. On, and like on the, a car could come from the left. You can just not see. It's like there's an obstacle like blocking the view so you couldn't see. And I see a freaking headstone with flowers and a flag from like Australia. I think it was a guy from Australia who died. And I remember looking at that and looking at my date and I'm like, Oh, and my date goes like, yeah, I can actually totally see how somebody crashed and died. Like fully, they flew off of the cliff, mainly because you just cannot see. There's a blind spot. This is the scariest like road journey of my life. Like I remember just being like, this is I'm just like holding my tongue, like biting my tongue. But I'm like a little scared in the vlog. You can go see it. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like huffing and puffing every single time he would break and whatnot. But like, I'm a big scary cat, okay? I don't, I didn't, I never say yes to sushi. I never say yes to road trips. I never say yes to, to the fact, like, if you didn't know, Hawaii is like a little island far away from America. Like, there's just ocean, north, south, east, west. Like, there's just like water everywhere. You're in the middle of nowhere. So we bought this flight. <sighs> super, super anxiety ridden. And I'm not somebody who smokes and drinks. And I, I'm not somebody who likes to like do drugs and stuff and like, get on the plane. Like, I can't do that. People are like, pop an edible, take a melatonin. And I'm like, girl, are you crazy? I absolutely cannot. Do- I need to be sober. I'm, I, I only do like alcohol when I'm happy. I need to be sober when I'm having anxiety. That's the worst way. The worst Aquarius that I am is that I, that's how I deal with my problems. And I remember just being like, this is a shit show. I was sober, holding just his hands. I was like clenched, you know, sweating. And I'm just like looking outside the window. It's just black. 
Like it's just like water and sky, like mixing. You can't tell what's water and what's sky, honestly. So I remember this being like the paranoid antsy that I am. I was able to just like close like my eyes and just say yes to everything. Oh my God, I'm so excited. This is what I sounded like, like 85% of the trip. Like I didn't say no to anything. I just let things happen. Let, like let, let, let life happen. And guess what? I'm back in LA all healthy and fine. Like I'm literally okay. Like I'm fine. And that made me so happy because I got a lot of calls from my friends, my family. They were just shocked with my behavior. And I'm sure a lot of you must have seen it with like who I am as a person. Go look at my old travel vlogs. I am literally at home. I'm just home doing my makeup, cooking. And I just never take risks in life. I never go out. I just don't like taking risks. I'm terrified of my life. So it's like, it was nice to let go of my paranoia, my OCD, my ADHD, whatever, depression, just like go and live life. And it was, it was amazing. And... The only reason I could live my life was because of this one thing. Again, I saw this on TikTok. It was like no amount of trying to control something, manipulate a situation, a person, whatever it might be. No amount of being paranoid and being anxious and worried about something that's going to happen is going to prevent it from happening. So, for example, if you have like this, this ter- terrible like anxiety over your partner cheating on you, your best friend backstabbing you, I hate to break it to you, but like no amount of being anxious and being worried is going to stop your best friend from backstabbing you. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yes or no? Yes or no? Like, I might be happy and I might be a trillionaire, but if I'm literally meant to die from like slipping and dying on a banana peel, it's meant to happen. Like, I can worry. I can have security guards. I'm rich. I'm a billionaire. I'll, I'll have like guns and stuff. Okay. But if that is how I'm supposed to slip and die... And that's going to be on my tombstone. Like, okay, like no amount of being paranoid. Do you understand? No amount of being paranoid or anxiety ridden is going to stop something from happening. If it's meant to be, she's, your best friend's going to backstab you. She's going to backstab you. If your mom's a serial killer, she's going to fucking stab you to death probably. God fucking knows. I'll see you on CNN 4 p.m. or 7 p.m. the news. Okay, I don't know. But I'm just saying that literally calmed me down when I saw that because that's so true because like I've been so careful in life and I've still gotten into a car accident, you know? I've been careful with like, you know, I've been careful with things in life and accidents happen. I've left my camera behind. I've left my laptop behind. My hand is a very good example. Who knew? Who knew just editing my videos on my laptop would get me into hand injury? I've been very scared of like mountain climbing or like skydiving because I would like injure my limbs and my hand. Like I'm going to stay home. I'm going to be a good girl and just stay home and just like, you know, be respectful of my environment and my body. Girl, what, what's your hand? Like I literally lost both of my hands and I have to be fully in recovery I don't even mountain climb, bitch. I could have at least fucking done that, seen the sunsets or whatever. But I stayed home and I edited, thinking, oh, I'm safer in my house than like going out and doing like crazy forest shit and hiking shit. God, why people are the fucking worst? Like y'all be doing the stupidest things sometimes. Swimming with the snorkeling with the fucking whale, swimming with the dolphins and the jellyfish from Antarctica. Okay, do you want to choke and die? So it's like one of those things where like, it's, it's like small things that taught me things and lessons in life. And I'm like, okay. Your hands are fucked. I stayed home and my hands are done. So go go now. Antsy, you're going to go running. You're going to go hiking. You're going to go to the mountain and play with the fucking pebbles. Just go live life. So it's, it became a, a learning lesson for me to let go of my anxious attachment style with life. I stopped being paranoid. I just would wake up and just go out and not think, like as a woman, you're scared of somebody stabbing you. You're scared of somebody killing you. You're scared of somebody sex trafficking you. It's like our utmost, like the biggest fear that we all have till this day. It's just like going out and being like, you're never going to come back home maybe. Something's going to happen to you. Someone's going to roof your drink, right? Like, do you not have that as a single woman just like living life? Because that's always been my thought. So for me 
like the medicine helped, the therapy helped, but like it took me a second for me to be like, let it go. You will be fine. I had to literally let go. I had to let go the fear of death, honestly, to live life. And that's what happened. I think when I turned 25, something switched in my brain. I swear to freaking God, I'm not joking when I tell you this. I felt an actual literal switch change. I could hear the flip click in my brain. And let me tell you this, there's a whole thing with Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, not Brad Pitt, but just Leo. He chooses women from, there's a whole joke, right? The running joke on Twitter being that he dates women from 18 to 24, only being the reason being that it's, they're stupid, they're manipulative, they're delusional, and they're very easy to mold as what you want them to be. I think even Andrew Tate mentioned that a few months ago now he's rotting in prison, good. But it's just that. I can see what they mean by that. It's actually painfully factually true because our brain's just not fully developed. For me, I still think it's not fully developed. Like I still have like years to go, but I'm just saying there's, it's, it just doesn't stop. They're going to say it's 30 now. I've hit 25. Now they'll tell me, Ansi, wait till you're 30. But guess what? I'll hit 30 and y'all bitches would say, wait till you're 40. And then I'll hit 40 and then you'll say it's 50, Ansi. 50 is when you let go of... No, you learn this every year. Every year, it's the same fucking lessons. The universe is going to fucking punish you and teach you unless you actually fucking get it right. So when I was 18, they said 20. I turned 20, it was nothing. 21, they said, nope. 24, they said, it's like every, it can't be an age thing. It just, it's just you. I've had a lot of failed friendships and relationships in my life. I've had a horrible relationship with my mom growing up. And with my physical therapist, and uh, not my physical therapist. Did I still keep saying physical therapist? I meet, I meet like two therapists. The one for my brain, the one for my hand. Sorry if I keep saying physical. I meant like the actual, like my psychologist, if that's the word. Physician. Psych, it's, it's a psycho, psychic. No, shit, that's me. That's the astrology BS. I mean, a psychologist, yes. Oh my God, there's t- just too many people I've been seeing these days. I went to a chiropractor a few days ago. Fixed my back. I'm a new woman. We'll get to that another day, but... My psychologist told me that I had to open up an Excel sheet, a spreadsheet, a workbook, and just like write down people, um, my friends, my family, everybody I knew since like grade eight. Because I told her since then, I've noticed a pattern of my friendships just like falling apart or like boys like just being very disrespectful to me. My relationship with my mom was kind of like, oh, not the best. Like, I don't know what's going on. What is my issue? Is it the codependency? Is it the autism? Is it the ADHD? What is going on? There was a pattern with every single relationship. And turns out I'm codependent in the friendship part of it. I'm actually very different as a girlfriend, as a wife, you could say, as a sister, daughter in that relationship aspect of it all. I'm a very different person. But let's focus on the friendship because that's my issue. I'm not, I don't have, like, I don't have daddy issues because I have a great relationship with my father, if that makes sense. So when I'm meeting boys, I'm going on dates, I'm actually able to be like, fuck you and just like walk away. Like I have boundaries in that ish, in that department. So like my love relationship, like she's not that crazy. She's like, I'm very good in that department. Friendships, because my relationship with my mom wasn't the best growing up. Like, you know, the teenage years, they, like were the craziest. So I've never been the best with my mom in that like department. And also we had like housemates taking care of us, like feeding us and bathing us. Like I never even saw my mom sometimes. Like she would just be working all day. So I noticed a pattern where, um, how do I even say this? So like in the Excel sheet, I noticed with all my friendships, I'm very codependent to a point that I 
end up attracting a lot of narcissists. And I had no idea. I, I didn't believe in this term and I didn't know what narcissistic injury was until the Shana's video blew up and a lot of people were commenting what actually happened. That was a time. So six, it's been eight months, I think, since that video when I did therapy right after that and I did the whole ADHD thing right. Like it's literally that video. Like that had to happen to me for me to like learn and take myself to therapy and actually learn my flaws, like what was going on because I was attracting these people. The thing is that, there's only so many times I can blame other people and blame other friends and family members for like treating me like shit. Now I got to take myself accountable for like why I'm being treated this way, if that makes sense. So I knew there was a pattern and it's just that like I am allowing people to talk to me this way. And how do I even put this? Toxic people go everywhere. If you notice, they go to everybody. They go to everyone, every store, every house, every apartment, every girl's DMs. It's about whether you want to let that in or not. It's up to you. At the end of the day, you have access and it's, it's, it's up to you if you want to let that in or not. So it's like, I was letting people in. Why? Let's get to that. Point number two, was it? Two, boundaries. I will let anybody a hobo. I will let a crackhead in my house because the tendency to people please, okay? A lot of women have it. Let's be honest. It is very hard for us women to just say a good no. No is a full sentence. It's not a word. It's not a pronoun. It's a full freaking sentence. Can I come over and hang out with you? No. Take a second. Think about it, okay? Just think about it. No. That is so painful for me to say. Like, there's just no way you can say no without sounding like a fucking dick. But I'm not sounding like a dick. I'm just rejecting something. Or I could say no, sorry. But like, the sorry isn't good because that is literally like, you're closing the door. A no is a firm shut. And then sorry, is just like a little gap that you're, you know, leaving behind for them to come in and pull that in over again. So it is really hard for me because I'm a people pleaser. And it's like, so your mental illnesses, you guys, and your personality traits and quirks, whatever it could be, very much derived from your parents. It's not, I'm not sure if it's genetic, but I'm sure it's like, you know, influenced by the environment that you're brought up in. And I'm pretty sure I've gotten this, like, I've gotten this terrible personality trait to please people and to just be a nice person. Like I'm the nice person from my father. He's a very chitty, chatty, funny, goofy guy. And that's from my dad. And then my mom is the stern, bad bitch. Like, don't ever speak to me that way. Don't look at me that way. Like the boundary person, that's, I get that from my mom. So look at your parents, see what they are like. Let's say if you got, if you were raised by your sibling, that happens a lot. You're raised by like an older sibling. However they were with you is how you end up like picking up on the same traits and like passing on to people around you. So that's how it works. That's what my therapist told me. So very much I know like my dad had the has the worst boundaries growing up. Like the pizza coupon guy would just like fully scam my dad and we would all be like, dad, are you dumb? Are you stupid? And it's, a, it's the same thing when I share my stories with my friends. I get the same comments of, are you stupid? Why would you do that? Why would you allow that? What is wrong with you? Same thing. My dad literally gets scammed. For, I remember this thing was back in Dubai. He gets scammed like with some pizza guy for some coupons. Fully like we lost money. But my dad was like, no, but we got coupons. But we were like, dad, it's not a coupon. If you paid for the coupon, it was so funny. It was just the funniest thing ever to this day. I'll never forget how, my, how stupid and like how like deluded my dad was. And like, I look at myself and I'm, I'm like, oh, dear God. A lot of my decisions that I've made and a lot of like choices I've made in life have the same response, a lot of like, what the fuck is wrong? What, what is, I'm going to smack you, Ansi. Like, that's what I, I feel like, you know, in my, in my head. I feel like there are like spirits watching me and just judging me. Women, women of the internet, women of Ansi Rancy, the viewership of Ansi Rancy. Okay, let me just start with one thing. If 
the number one issue in, in, in your life, like it could be work, it could be someone not respecting you at work, your mom treating you like shit, your sibling punching you in the face, your boyfriend being a jerk head, your best friend just using you for money, it could be anything. It can all be fixed. The core thing is boundaries. It is the most like feminine energy thing ever. Apparently that's what TikTok says, but it's like the most, to be in your feminine being, it's to have boundaries, firm boundaries, and then you walk away when it's not respected. When I say firm, none of that BS of like, can I come over? No, I'm sorry. Um, I'm actually having a very hard day. Oh, okay. Well, I thought of just getting your favorite chocolate ice cream and your favorite, your favorite like makeup because <laughs> you like it, right? So yeah, I can get that for you and then we can hang out at yours. What do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I'm having a rough day. You know, uh, I'm just like feeling really depressed and alone. I feel like no one's there with me. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'll talk to you soon. And then naturally, I tend to be like, oh, I feel bad. Me too. I'm alone too. You know what? You should just come. You should just come over. It's screw the makeup and the whatever ice cream. Just come over and yell. Wait, are you sure? Like, I don't want to bother you. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. Like, come, come over. We'll have fun. Like, I'm going to cheer you up. This is, if not like 80% of my relationships, you guys. I've had this like same scenario happen with sisters and brothers and parents and siblings and cousins and like far relatives and like friends and boyfriends. It's like, it doesn't end. Women are always like the fixers of the society. We always want to fix people. We love to fucking fix people. We love to change people, change men, fix men. Like the, the joke, girl, is he a pad? What do you want? Why do you want to change him? What change? People won't change. And it's not your duty to fix. Like, shut up. If you're a woman, I want you to shut up. Can you just shut up, stay home, and genuinely fucking love yourself? Because I never knew what self-love meant. But I, I, I learned it, you guys. I, I'm going to say that in the most like layman terms possible because English is not my first language. Just bear with me. Loving yourself is literally just being able to be on your own and not do the whole like, I'm so lonely. There are some days I want to off myself. No one loves me. I'm not that pretty. No guy likes me. Oh, everyone's having fun and I'm not. I'm so boring. <sighs> this needs to be done. I get this maybe once a month. I would say it's usually during a period you see that. You get FOMO from watching your friends. Just like, nope, they're on like a yacht party. You're not invited. You probably feel this, don't you? You feel this a little bit, don't you? I, I know you do. Please go get hobbies and interests. A lot of women don't have hobbies or interests. Like hobbies or interests that doesn't like... That doesn't fall under cleaning and looking after the house is what I'm going to say, okay? That's when you end up with a hand injury like mine. My interest and hobby would be like creating content. Doing makeup is my hobby. And there are sometimes I will do my makeup and then fully just wash it off. Like I had fun doing my makeup. I'm done. I'm not going out with it. Um, editing is one of my biggest hobbies. Like that's why I got into YouTube in the first place. I love editing. So that keeps me busy. If a man isn't giving me attention, I'm going to be doing this or I'm just going to be doing my makeup. But I will never, never like you know, cry and make myself look like this little like damsel in distress who just wants to be res rescued by like this prince. A lot of women have Cinderella complex. It's a lot of like, I want a man to come and save me. Girl, no one can save you but yourself. I'm going to be fucking honest with you. When I post things on the internet, I get comments like, oh, did you do this? Or is it a rich man who got you this? Is it a rich boyfriend, a rich date? Took you here, bought you this, bought you that? No, 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 no. I am the rich man. I will be the rich man and then I will have a man and then I will have friends. So, and I will also love myself and then I will have a man and then I will have friends. I will also respect myself and my boundaries and that's when I will have a man and that's when I'll have friends. And that's why I decided to get out of my bubble and finally get into 
Like, I feel like I'm fully healed now to a point where I'm able to actually, what's the word? Like, actually, I actually love myself, you guys, that like my friends can leave me, they can ditch me in a dump and like, ditch me in a dump, dump me in a ditch. And I'm going to be okay. Like, I can get broken up with, my boyfriend can stab me to death, I can be divorced. I will, I love myself too much. I will still continue my hobbies and my interests. So that is one thing I want you to understand. A lot of women are codependent. We often make like our friends and our boyfriends and our husbands everything that when they go, even our parents and family, please, that's also very important that like when they leave, you literally f- lose it. Like it's like a crutch that you're holding on to and they leave, you literally like break the crutch. That's what it feels like. So it's, it's about being stable, okay, without the meds and the drugs and the alcohol, weed and whatnot. Be your normal, stable self. Find hobbies that make you happy. Because your boyfriend's going to leave you one day. God fucking knows when and how it can happen. Your mom's going to be always next to you. You know that, right? And your best friend, she has her own life. So learn to like be a hundred. And your friends, your boyfriends who come into your life, they need to add to you, not subtract you. So when I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred now. If I make a friend, you know, I, I bump into a girl. I love her. We're friends now. She will be a 20. So I'll be a 120. I will not be an 80. I'm not a fixer. I'm not your troubleshooter. I'm not somebody to change you or trauma dump. Avoid friendships where like you always meet and cry about one common thing. Oh, we will never find love. Like, let's say I have endometriosis. I do. And I meet somebody who has endometriosis and we're just like wallowing. Like, oh, we will never be fertile. I know we will be fertile. I make jokes on the internet that I'm infertile. I, I know I'm very much fertile, but like women do this. We tend, we tend to like trauma bond with people like, this is a friend I cry about boys. This is a friend I cry about being poor and having no money. This is a friend that I cry about how bitchy my mom is. And then, like, we're just, like, trauma dumping with each other and trauma bonding. And, like, we keep bringing up the same issues and, like, connecting with each other, just bringing the same thing over and over again. And it's like, you're not growing. You're not growing because you and your friend, you're both in the same fucking boat. And guess what? Here's the fucking, the worst part. Let's say the friend that I cry about being single to all the time, like I have no boys, boys don't love me, I'm so ugly and fat and I'm terrible looking and no one wants me, men call me this, men call me that. She's going to find a boyfriend one day. How are you going to feel? How are you going to feel the girl that you trauma bonded with, you were codependent with, she's going to move on. She's, everyone moves on, you guys. Everyone's growing old and we all move on. She's going to find somebody else one day. How are you going to feel? You see, you see how what happens with codependency and trauma bond? Your crutch falls again. Your crutch is just gone. Avoid having a Cinderella complex. Something I learned about therapy, how a man is going to change your life. He's like the savior. That's who's going to like fix you financially, fix you mentally. Nah, That's the only reason I like chose to go on a date or said open, like I was, I'm open to dating and relationships right now in my life because for the fa- past five years, I didn't focus my entire life onto career, working and, you know, family and friends. I've decided to be selfish. And that's also another wor- the worst thing ever. You know what? I'm not selfish. I hate that word because... Women, we always cater to other people's needs. The minute we cater to ourselves, it feels like we are being selfish, but it's not selfish. You're allowed to do things for yourself. What the fuck, Nancy? So it's like, I'm not selfish, but I want to fall in love and I want to be in love and I want to love this year. And I'm dating and I'm in a relationship and it's like, I'm meeting boys. It's like all love for myself, all just self-love. There's just no Cinderella complex here. There has to be no person I need to depend on and no one's depending on me for happiness. So... Um, That's one thing I wanted to say. And I want to end this podcast episode by just like linking this book below. I got this book uh, two years ago, but I left my, the the old book in Dubai, but it's called Codependent No More by Melody BT. Um, It's on Amazon. So I will link the actual link, but I want to read to you a bunch of things on what codependency is because, oh my God, this is like antsy in a book. She used
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Used to be this way. Ansi used to be miserable. She's better now. So codependents may think and feel responsible for other people, for other people's feelings, thoughts and actions, choices, wants, needs, well-being, lack of well-being and ultimate destiny. Feeling anxiety, pity and guilt, and guilt when other people have a problem. Feeling compelled, almost forced to help another person solve their problem, such as offering unwanted advice, giving a rapid fire series of suggestions or fixing feelings. Feeling angry when your help is ineffective, anticipate other people's needs and wonder why they don't do the same for us. We find ourselves saying yes when we mean no, and we do things we don't really want to do, doing more than our fair share of the work and doing things other people can and should do for themselves. Not knowing when we want or what we need, but when we do it, we tell ourselves what we want and need isn't that important. The other person matters the most. You try to please people instead of ourselves, and you find it easier to feel and express anger about injustice done to others than injustice done to us. Like, you could be literally spitting on my mom and I would punch you, but you can spit on me. I'll allow it. Oh my God, old Nancy, she's, she's not boundaries. She'll let that happen. We'll let that pass. You try to feel safe when you, you know, you feel the safest when you give and you feel insecure and guilty when somebody gives to us. You feel sad because we spend our whole lives giving to other people and nobody gives to us. We find ourselves to attract needy people. We find needy people attracted to us. We, fe we feel bored, empty, and worthless that if we don't have a crisis in our lives, a problem to solve or someone to help, abandon our routines to respond to do something for somebody else and overcome it ourselves and feel um, pressured most of the time. You blame others for whatever predicament we are in. Say other people make us feel the way we do and believe that other people are making us crazy. I tend to do this a lot. I'm like blaming him and her. Ansi, time to pack it up. It's you, babe. Codependents have low self-worth and you come from a troubled, repressed or dysfunctional families. We deny our families what troubled, repressed or dysfunctional and we blame ourselves for everything. And we also pick on ourselves for everything, including the way we think, feel, look, act and behave. We get angry, defensive and self-righteous and indignant when others blame and criticize us, something we regularly do to ourselves. We reject compliment or praise. We get depressed from lack of compliments and praise and we feel different from the rest of the world. We fear rejection and we take things personally. We feel like victims and we fear making mistakes. We wonder why we have a tough time making decisions and expect perfection from ourselves and others. We have a lot of guilt and feel ashamed of who we are and we think of ourselves we aren't worth living. We wish good things would happen to us and believe good things will never happen to us. We believe we don't deserve good things and happiness and we wish other people would like and love us. We also have obsession, repression, you guys. We have controlling, we have denial, um, you know, a bunch of things.
Okay, guys, sorry, my camera just like fully died, but I will link the book below and yeah, read more on codependency. I think a lot of people just struggle with it and I'm going to save you a lot of money in therapy um, because that's one of the main things that everyone talks about and a lot of women struggle with just creating boundaries and understanding how to fix their codependency. It's extremely hard because we're just grown, like we were raised in our lives, like our entire lives as a woman that like you need to be dependent on people and attach yourselves uh, in a very... Um, I don't know, a dysfunctional way, which is just not the normal way. It's not, attachment is like the root of all evil in my opinion. So learning the art of detachment is very, very helpful and healthy. So um, I will link the book below and I will see you guys in my next podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you want to watch the video, it's on YouTube and Ancy Rancy episodes are also available. The audio files are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and other platforms. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hit the like and subscribe and I'll see you guys in my next podcast episode. 